2: Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. I'm the founder of Lead Above Noise, a firm specializing in retaining, engaging, and developing talent. And as part of my work in leadership development, I run a group coaching program for organizations called Simple Coaching. I call it this partly because it's an acronym for the concepts that we cover, but mostly I call it this because I think we have vastly overcomplicated leadership, and I think we've left too many new leaders feeling like deer in headlights. And what I love about simple coaching is that it leans just a little bit on teaching concepts and it focuses mostly on practicing and challenging and problem solving as leaders actually start using the concepts. Also, we spend a lot of time on leaders' questions because they have a lot of them. And this is a safe forum for them to just ask and I answer. Today, I want to share a few of my favorite questions that I've gotten from recent participants in cohorts that I'm running, and I want to share with you the answers I've given them. Chances are you've struggled with one or more of these questions, and so I'm hoping you find some value in the conversation. The first question comes from a leader who's been in their role for about 18 months, and here's what he asked. We've talked a lot in this group about how important empathy is and how much we need to listen and show humility and ask great questions and all that stuff. But also, isn't it my job to show up with confidence to assure my team that it's safe to follow me? Don't they need to believe I have the answers? I'm struggling with how to balance these ideas and I would love any advice. I remember getting this question and and hearing that feeling of tension in his voice. Like he was kind of asking, who am I really supposed to be? This is such a common conundrum. And so here's what I told him. I said, your job as a leader is not doing work, but it's ensuring that work gets done. It's not having ideas, but bringing ideas forth. And it's not about being creative, but unleashing creativity. In other words, it's not about the results you personally deliver, but the results that you can cultivate. With this mindset, it becomes easier to recognize that your team doesn't need you to always have the answers in order to feel safe trusting you. They need to believe you have the right questions and that you can set the context and that you'll create the conversations in which the right answers will rise to the top. So great leadership is having that empathy to ask and listen and then get to the answer collectively with your team. Trust that it takes more confidence to say, I'm not sure, but let me find out, or even great question, what does the rest of the team think? Then it does to make up your best guess in the moment. Leadership is making sure the question is answered and knowing that the answer does not have to come exclusively from you. The second question comes from a leader who knows that she is supposed to ask for feedback, and she does, but she gets mostly bland smiles and crickets. She says, every time I ask my team for feedback, and I swear I do it on the regular, whether it's about how I'm leading or what ideas they have on a project plan or anything else that may be on their minds, my team doesn't seem to have anything to say. I want their feedback. I really do. So how can I change the conversation and make it more of a two-way street? I hear this one a lot from well-meaning leaders who are asking and asking and asking, and they're coming up blank. And I always tell them the same thing. You probably need to ask a better
0: question.
2: Sending feedback upward can feel scary. We all know this on some level. So the key to receiving upward feedback is to kind of gently force it. Do you have any feedback on my leadership? It invites people to say, no, no, you're perfect. But if you ask instead, what are two to three things I do really well as a leader and two to three things I could try differently? This does a few things. First, it allows them to ease into feedback giving by starting with some positives but also it gently requires the constructive. You're not asking if they have any feedback, you're assuming they do and you're asking them to please share it as it would help you. Same applies to a project plan or a proposed approach. What do you think of my plan? will generally get you a bunch of thumbs up. But instead try asking, hey, I would love your help in spotting any risks or blind spots. Help me find what could possibly fail and tell me what you would recommend. This helps to get their creative juices flowing. They won't feel like they're criticizing, but rather contributing to important conversation. Can you feel that shift? And finally, our third question. It is about the dreaded D word. That is delegation. I mean, for a thing that's supposed to be liberating, it creates a whole lot of noise and drama for leaders. Okay, so here's the question I got from a leader of an analytics team. He said, I really get how important delegation is, both for me in freeing up my strategic time and for my team member who gets the opportunity to learn a new thing. But the past few times I've delegated, I ended up getting burned. For one reason or another, the result just wasn't exactly what I wanted. And now I'm really anxious about trying again. In this program, we do talk a fair amount about delegation. So this leader is right in that it is super important. But we also need to recognize that delegation doesn't happen with the flip of a switch. It's a skill that leaders and also their employees need to learn. So here's what I told him. First and foremost, you are not alone. So many leaders strive to delegate. And they get that when it's done well, everybody wins. And also, so many leaders struggle to delegate. They've been burned or disappointed or lots of other things that were not the goal. And they hesitate to do it again. So now, just a touch of tough love, because my friend, when delegation fails us, we need to look not just at the employee who missed the mark, but also in the mirror. Because as the person doing the delegating, chances are there was something in the way you set it up that could have been better. This isn't about blame, it's about problem solving and about figuring out how to do it better next time. So here are some questions to ask yourself when delegation has fallen flat. Did you choose the wrong person for the job? Were they fully ready to take it on? Did you set crystal clear expectations of the outcome, the timeline, etc.? If something in your vision wasn't clear, they may have been aiming for a different finish line. Did you offer support and feedback along the way, or did you just kind of hand off the task and run? Delegation should never be an abdication of responsibility on your part. It takes time for someone to be ready to fully own something new, so being present and offering feedback along the way is key. And did you delegate a bigger bite than they were ready to chew? Sometimes the most effective delegation is the kind that happens in small pieces. So rather than delegating the whole report, try delegating just the outline the first time. And if that goes well, give them a bigger bite next time. Remember, this should be developmentally appropriate. Okay, I hope some of these questions resonated with you. They are so common and they are wonderful evidence of why learning how to do leadership doesn't only happen in a classroom. Whether in a formal coaching program or just with some safe colleagues, do not forget the power of flagging your challenges and getting some tips and support from those around you. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, visit my website at leadabovenoise.com if you're looking to bring simple coaching into your organization. You can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find and follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey.